0: Try to make sure we stay on top of those things and make everything right and correct. We had a great, uh, uh, man, I walked over there this morning. We had our kingdom classes. Those are at 9 o'clock every Sunday. So this morning over in the annex, uh, they taught on spiritual gifts and offices really about prophecy, right, Kevin? Yeah, so that was all. Awesome. You had a full crowd over there, man. That was awesome. So I love that. It means people are hungry to learn something. They're hungry to learn a little bit about something they don't get every single Sunday from this, from, from this position so that's really cool so if you're hungry to learn more uh, about certain things we always have the, the topics up on the stage for every up on the screen for every weekend uh, and and if you're interested in that stuff, uh, please show up at nine o'clock on Sunday mornings and we get to talk about those things this upcoming weekend uh, I'll be teaching on Christian and single. So there, there you go. if you're single and you're Christian and you're like, what's that look like? What's that supposed to look like? How am I supposed to do this? Um, then I'm going to answer all those questions for you. So, uh, so show up expecting, because if you're looking for somebody who, who is single and Christian, you're probably going to be in the right place. <laughs> just saying. I'm just giving you, giving. I mean, I'm, I ain't lying. I mean, it's, yeah, we got our speed dating set up over there with our, t- No. No. But there might be some possible, you know, connections. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that's where I would start. I'm just letting you all know. I'm be real. That's where I would start. Uh, so anyway, that's what's going on next week. The rest of them are up there. I'm excited about James, uh, about fitness and nutrition. That's going to be awesome. And then Jeff and Pam with more science and faith. Uh, just a, always amazing teachings that they do uh, where it talks about science and faith, not science against faith. That's totally different. They blend together. You can actually see how everything ties together. So it's really good. So we're excited about those. Uh, I would want, I uh, want, also want to let you know about our angel tree. That's uh, coming up here. The 11th of November is the deadline for that. So if you believe you're going to need some help through the holiday season, uh, please let us know. We have some forms you can fill out and then you can actually... That's the wrong email, but that's okay. Uh, you can send it to that one. I'll get it anyway. So, go ahead and uh, get that information out and uh, let us know, and we can we can walk you through that. Tuesday at the table's coming up. I'm excited about Tuesday at the table. Yes, to get excited about this side is exciting. I'm going to see you guys on Tuesday. I'll see you guys next Sunday. So, are we freezing up back there again? So this is going to be Taco Tuesday, uh, this coming Tuesday. So what that means is come on out, bring your favorite uh, dish, your Mexican dish, whatever you want to do. The church will provide tacos. It's a good time to fellowship Tuesday at the table with the family. This is a once a month event. Um, this, this week I'll be, I'll be teaching on it for this one. So Tuesday I'll be teaching and I'm excited because I'm going to be talking about kingdom leadership and what that looks like. And how we apply that not only to our lives, but to our businesses, to schools, to how do we apply it in anything we do. So I don't care, young kid, all the way to an old kid. Um, I consider old kids people that are older than me. <laughs> she still wants to have her own senior day, Kevin. Remember that. I know. So, uh, but I'd love to see you all here Tuesday. There is child care will be provided. So let us know and give us a heads up. Make sure we've got enough people here to take care of the babies. Um, That's important. Uh, One more thing, uh, actually a couple more things. We have, uh, if you're interested in sound, there's no slide for this. If you're interested in sound and production, uh, basically sound though, online sound, if you want to help out with that, if you're interested in knowing more about that, how we do that, what we do, uh, today right after church, uh, Ryan's going to be in the back. He's going to be teaching people and walking you through stuff and and asking you questions and seeing if that's something that you're really interested in. Um, So please, if that's something on your heart where you're like, yeah, I would love to learn about that. You don't have to have, I'm not saying you need experience. You don't. That's the cool part. you got to have a want and a desire in your heart to say, yeah, I want to help out with with sound. And then we're going to show you how to do that and teach you and get get you lined up with that. So that's right after service today. Please don't forget that. I will probably forget to mention that again by the time I'm done. So I told you. (laughs) It's on you. It's not on me anymore. We're good. Um, So that's right after service. We have Night of Worship coming up on the uh, the 26th of uh, October. So uh, we got that slide up there. There you go. Perfect. So uh, worship night is going to be right here. Once again, it's going to be on a Wednesday through football season because all the Friday night football games going on, we just decided to move it to Wednesday. I actually like it on Wednesday because we get all the kids are already out here. Students are out here. We get to all worship together as a family. So uh, put that on your calendar. We'll be here at six and, and let's do life together and worship. All right, man, I've got so many announcements i do you know why? Because people just come up to me like before service, Kevin, and say, "Hey, remember to mention these things <laughs> so on the on the thirtieth of this month, what I love about special months is there's some months where we have five Sundays uh on the fifth Sunday months when those pop up, we do what we call student Sunday. Yay! I love this because Yay! we're called to equip okay we we are called to equip we are called to uh to to train up our kids and train up folks and equip them and everybody in this church but especially our next generation this generation they need that we're supposed to train them up how do we do that? <laughs> we let them do it so you're going to have kids up here leading worship you're going to have kids and students when I say kids it's everybody. students um, we're, we're going to be doing worship they're going to be serving they're going to be doing all kinds of stuff that morning I believe we're going to be doing communion that morning so <laughs> Kevin's like yeah we are we are we are doing communion that morning, so we'll have kids leading us in that. Um, I, there's going to be a special word that morning. I, I, I believe that we're going to have a student that leads us in that. It's going to be powerful. But this is what it. One, we need your support. Show up and expect that. Expect God to move in a powerful way. But we can't teach them if we don't give them a chance to do it. Right. That's what I love about our family is that we support that. That's so big. So we only do those uh, like four or five times a year, depends on what year. And uh, so you get to experience that. Come out excited, ready to go. Uh, They are also, I'm going to talk about the students because they are selling some, uh, they're like a raffle ticket. There it is. Um, $10 each. Um, All these students are selling tickets. Um, (laughs) This is really good. All their proceeds are going to the Pavilion Village, which is another orphanage in Africa. It's not the one in Benin, but it's actually in Kenya. Kenya, right? Kevin, you we good? Yeah. He's correcting the kids, or they're correcting him. I don't know. You're good. Perfect. Thank you. So it's up here. So buy your ticket for $10, and you get a chance to win a Blackstone Grill, a Visa gift card, or some T-shirts. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, let, them, let them ask you. All that, like I said, that's not. we're not trying to raise money for the church. You're not raising money to get those things. Those things are already there. All the money that's raised is going into the orphanage. So, um, and Kevin has a great relationship with them. So I'm excited about that. Uh, what are we trying to build them now? Are we still working on something? Uh, the, yeah, it's, it's the barn. So those cows actually had twins. Yeah. Animals, so now they're just building out that barn. Too. Yeah. So, so if you didn't know, they wanted cows. And we were praying for cows. We were raising money for cows. They were, their cows had twins. So that took care of that. <laughs> right? But, but now they got to, they, the, the cows have to live somewhere, so now we're raising money to help build a barn for that. So that's awesome, man. I'm excited. We're just going to pray for a barn yes. <laughs> in two locations, Africa, my house, all over the place. Pray. We all need barns. <laughs> she sheds. <laughs> <Or those people. laughs> All right, today is the last day of the Blanket Drive, so we've been collecting blankets. Uh, Holly Bandy's been picking them up, and she's all, look, she's going down, her and her brother, and they're, they're going down, and they're actually, um, they're, this is going into uh, the homeless in need, and they're actually, they've got locations for that, but they're also going down, going down to, I just heard about this this morning, down to Salvation Army, and I didn't know they were closing that down. So where they go for food, where they go for shelter is all closing down soon. So she goes, it's kind of, she just heard that today too. So it's kind of neat that, that, that she knew that she was called to put on a blanket drive to make sure they were going to... Um, be taken care of for this, this season This as the weather turns. So if you want to do this, if you want to help out, if you didn't bring it today, call us, let us know. Um, we'll accept the blankets. We'll make sure that, that, that we're taking care of everybody that we can. And there's also, it's not just a blanket. She's got a whole bag of things she put together for them, which is really awesome. So I appreciate that. And uh, we're, we're just glad we can help. All right. I feel like I'm just on a talk radio right now. All right, these ones, I guess, aren't information, but I'll talk about them. I just want to thank everybody for uh, coming out for the picnic and setting up. And Yay! You guys have a good time? Come on, it was awesome. We do apologize. Jules and I, we went to our grandbaby's first birthday party. We left Birmingham at 12, and we got to the picnic at 3.30. We spent three and a half hours in traffic. So for the ones that I missed, I am so sorry you left early. <laughs> We always save the best to last. No. <laughs> we had a great time, though. I appreciate Kevin and Crystal and the staff and everybody that showed up to, to help out and set things up and tear things down. And it's hard because I do like to do those things and, and serve in those ways. And I really, I know kind of where everything goes. So poor Kevin and chris they just took it on and said, we got it. And, and we made it through, and it was awesome. So uh, from what we got to experience, we had a wonderful time. Uh, thank you guys so much. We love doing that. So that's, that's the, the one time of year we get to come together as a family. And we had Fear Factor, and, and we had the cook-off. So, you know, we, we had four prizes. We didn't tell anybody that there was a competition this year for cooking. I told you all to bring your best dish. If you all didn't pick up on that, it's your fault. But So we did have a, a grill master again. I'm not gonna mention his name because it's, it's getting old in the house. Ron Trahan, he was ended up being the grill master again. Um, we gave out four prizes. We had a grill master, then we had a main dish. Uh, main dish went to Pam. There was one main dish. So <laughs> <laughs> and we're family, we can talk like this. I'm just kidding, there's a whole bunch. Uh, we had a side dish. The side dish went to Becky. Becky? Come on, Becky. <laughs> Kevin read the names off. I'm trying to remember in my head. And then the last one was a dessert. And the dessert went to Miss Sharon Johnson. Come on. So that was awesome. So That was part of it. Fear Factor was awesome. Like watching these people put animal body parts in their mouth, and running around with nasty stuff dripping on them, and that was great. It was great. So <laughs> Pie, eating Pie eating contest. We had all kinds of fun stuff, fishing all day. So anyway, if you missed out on that, I hope you're there next year. Um, don't forget that. It's a powerful time. We actually have a lot of fun. So thank you. I really just want to say thank you to everybody. It's always fun to gather as a family, uh, which is cool. And then if you are looking for a small group, please Get out online. Check out our small groups. They're still out there. They're still running. You know, you can't do life alone. But I am going to challenge you. part is it? I believe in small groups because it brings people together with, with a liked you know, activity, and they come together and they become good friends and they they, they draw in relationships. We do have some that are Bible studies. We do have some that that are a little more um, study, uh, study worthy, I guess, if you want to put it that way. And some of them, they get together where it's always about Jesus. It's always about that, but it's. Um, there's always that component to it, but what I'm missing out on is what God's really hitting my heart is. I've not seen a small group yet that wants to go into a hospital and just raise people. I've not seen a small group yet that says we want to go out and change the world. I haven't seen a small group yet. So my point is, is that our small groups need to be based more on encounters. And if we have common encounters, we can get out there and start changing the world. So I love small groups because it gets us together. You know, I have a camping small group. I have a a shooting gun small group. Those are awesome because I get to know people and hang out. But are we changing the world? Think about that. This is not about just us getting together and having fun together. Those things are awesome. I love doing that. But I want to challenge you now to start thinking about this. What are we going to do to change the world? Because I don't need 150, 200 people to do that. I need a small group of people that believe. And we're going to go out and start doing amazing things. So that's my challenge for you this morning. Start thinking about how God wants to use you in that way. Because that can happen. Because we're seeing it. We're seeing it. So we're not only seeing it in here, we're seeing it outside the walls. And uh, it's good to be part of that. So anyway, there you go. <laughs> Throw that out there. Pray about it. All right. I'm going to pray. And we're going to get into the word this morning. This is just a weird morning for me. I don't know what this is. I'm feeling kind of bossy up here. <laughs> it's like I got the mic or something. All right, Father, we love you. And we thank you for this morning. We thank you we can gather as a family and Lord, uh, wow, Lord, just start 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 touching my heart right now. Father, let this be all of you, none of me. Father, we just love you in Jesus name. Amen. So uh, we have been in, if you hadn't been here for a bit, we've been in a series called Freedom in Christ, and we've been talking about all kinds of stuff from walking away from uh, the the religious side of this, the legalistic side of this, the stuff that's been put in our hearts as a child when we went to church at our grandmother's church or wherever, and they said, hey, by the way, um, you know, you you better start you better start acting right you better start doing this right you better do this or you're not going to heaven all these different things uh, that that religious spirit that gets that that dominates what we try to do in our walk so we've been talking about that we've been talking how we don't have to earn his love we just got to receive his love right same with salvation you don't have to earn salvation you just receive it there's, I'm telling you there's a lot of things that get mixed up in in the Christian world in the in the church world that that's not right and we got to break off a lot of this stuff and have freedom in what we're doing you know you don't earn righteousness you know you, you receive righteousness through faith what you do is you spend time understanding and, and 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 learning about the righteousness you have and growing you know in that way in your understanding of it but you don't you don't earn it like it's given to you freely right from the minute you say yes So we've been talking about that. We've been talking about um, Jesus is the light, but he also, the light is inside of you. So if we're just praying for Jesus to come back to change the world, we're wrong. He put us here. We are here. The light's inside of us. We're supposed to be the light to darkness. We shouldn't be sitting around going, well, I can't wait for Jesus to come back and start taking care of all that stuff. Like so, so that's so we have freedom to do that. Quit getting locked up and bound up in the chains of of everything that has brought you down in your walk. that, That you might have believed at one time that it was this way, but somebody told you it was a different way. Okay, so we've been really hitting on a lot of this stuff in freedom. Um, you know, same thing with oh, well, you know, here it is. I've always believed this that I'm just, you know, I'm just. When I die, I'm going to heaven, so I can't wait to get to heaven. I'm going to live the rest of my life. I can't wait to get to heaven when you can actually have heaven on earth. Like you can walk in that in the kingdom right now, but you got to believe that. You, but some people never heard that. And that's stuff that, that, that we're trying to break off, all that, 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 that legalistic stuff, the stuff that's been taught. That we're trying to get that off and say, hey, we need to actually start walking this out by believing. So it's all about believing, not earning. You know, we gotta. <laughs> we can't keep putting God in a box. We've been talking about that. Like, he doesn't belong in a box. He didn't create a box. He created the universe. <laughs> you can't put that in a box. So we got to quit saying he can't do that, or we should only do it this way, or it should look like this, it shouldn't look like that. You know, that was the wrong way to, to worship, or this was this, and why is the guy on the ground worshiping? Why, why is that one crying? Why, you know, why are kids running in circles? Like, all that stuff, that's worship stuff, but how do we apply that to the rest of our lives? Like, we've got to take him out, get outside the box with this. Don't put him in a box. Worship him. Desire him with all your heart. And just let him be what he wants to be in you and through you. I mean, that's, that's, that's the simple way of talking about it. But I do believe we've been living more by the Spirit here. We've been we've been experiencing that in our lives and our family here is living by the Spirit. What that means is, man, when he starts blowing, you just put up the sail and go. Quit going against it, quit fighting against it, quit quit saying it's gonna be your way. It's not your way, the highway, it's his way. All right. So we gotta to learn to be okay with that, that we don't have, you know, plans and all these things put together, and you don't have this, this five-year plan in your head. I'm sorry. Like, I taught leadership for a long time. Have a five-year plan, financial five-year. You know what? That's great. Plan it out. But ultimately, say, Lord, wherever you want me to go, I'm going to do it. Right. And if it messes with my five-year plan, i got to go with your plan, not my plan. So there's nothing wrong with planning. Planning's good. I'm not coming against planning. I'm just saying that can't be the, the, that legalistic side of your life where you're like, but this is what I know is best for me. God, I'm just going to fit you in the other stuff. Man, there's a lot of freedom in this when you just say, all right, Lord, I trust you. Because some of the stuff he tells you to do, woof, you're like, huh? But then when you start trusting him in it, he'll start moving, and then it's the most peaceful thing ever. It's the stuff that you can't even think about, right? It's the stuff that, that you go, why would you even speak that over my life? I don't even know what that is. Take your hands off. Man, it's so good. It's so good. So that's what we've been talking about. When you do that, you, because you've seen that here, you start seeing the fruit in that looking around and see what's happening. We've, got, we, we've talked about this. We've got all kinds of stuff happening in us, through us, outside these walls because of the people inside these walls. I'm serious. It's, it's, it's so good. So it's intentionality. Anyway, that's what we've been talking about is but we also got to have freedom to be in his presence at, all, in, at any moment, at all times. Understanding that you don't have to wait on a certain time. But you can just be in his presence all day long. Man, you can just seek him with all your heart all day long. And it's not even that hard. Like, you cry out to him when you're driving down the street, cry out to him in the shower. I sing best when I'm in the shower. I don't know about you guys. I'm a worshiper. I don't even know why they haven't called me to be on a worship team. Because I heard myself sing. I'm good. Just warning you. I'm good. Like,. But I'm serious. You can worship anywhere, anytime, seek his presence anytime. And the more we do that routinely, it just, it starts flowing out of you. It just gets so filled up. It flows out of you. And my wife reminded me of the, 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 when I was up here a while ago, I talked about this where I took a rag and I dipped it in the water. And I said, you get so saturated that when you dip the rag in the water and you put it in your hands, you can't contain it. It starts dripping out all over the place. And everywhere you walk. It's dropping on things. So we should be so saturated in him that everywhere we go, we're just dripping on people. We're like, I'm sorry. That was just a little bit of God. I'm sorry about that. Oof, I can't contain it. And that flows over into love. That flows into all that stuff. That's the fruit that we're talking about is that everywhere you go, it just oozes out of you. And people are like, man, you walk by and they're are like, something's up with that. You know, and that's how it should be. And that's what we started seeing in here. That's what we're seeing. And that's good. Okay, but it doesn't take anything special. There's no prerequisites for that. Disciples didn't have prerequisites. Well, they did, actually. They, they had two. Uh, spend time with Jesus and believe. That's what they did. And they could just walk by things and they were healed. Yeah. By spending time with him and believing, that's it. I mean, they weren't special people. The Bible, he, he didn't say like, oh, well, let me see your pedigree. No. He just said... Man, you're somebody that nobody else would use. (laughs) I'm going to use you to prove a point. And that's it. And then you just be in his presence, spend time with him, believe, and he'll start using us in an amazing way. So today I want to talk to you about having freedom to believe, to believe you can change the world. And for some of you, that means that you got to start by believing you can change your walk. You can change yourself. You can, you can walk that through. You can change your work. You can change your family. You can, you can, you can change things just by walking into them when you are saturated in belief. But we got to start somewhere. Like you can't wake up to go change the world and you can't figure out how to get out of your bed. Right? <laughs> so we got to start somewhere. Let's start, let's start with ourselves. And for some of you, that's some of you. And some of you, you're like, yeah, I'm past that. I'm here. Some of you are like, man, I've just been waiting on the next call. Like, like I'm just ready to go. Send me anywhere. And, that, and that's what this is all about. So you got to have freedom to believe and not go, well, I think he's done with me. No he'll, no, he'll never be done with you if you keep saying yes. You keep saying yes and walking in obedience to what he's telling you to do, he'll continue to use you and use you and use you, and, use you and it'll be greater and greater and greater and greater. The impact will be more. Man. This is good stuff. So you got to be bold. Be bold enough. Because Christ will work through you to do this. It ain't you. And that's the thing. You can't walk around saying, oh, it's all about, it's not you. It's none of us. It's him through us. All we got to do is believe that he wants to run through us. But we just got to believe that we can trust him, that he's going to put us in the right spot with the right people to do the right thing. And we just got to be able to say what he tells us to say, do what he tells us to do. And we, when we do that, all creation will start to see that. That's huge. When all creation starts to see sons and daughters, Romans 8, 19, it says, for all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Whew. Come on. That's the day we're waiting on. Some, some Bibles say it'll manifest. You know, the passion, I like the passion on this one because it says the entire universe is standing on tiptoe. Yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. They're like, come on. I showed that like last week, I think I talked about that. Get on your tiptoes to look over a crowd to say, who's coming? Like all creation's like, come on, where's the sons and daughters? Where are they? Because they're ready for the kingdom to come. They're waiting for it. And we're the ones that have to bring it. (laughs) That's why I think it's weird. this This could happen tomorrow if we all believe. It's just taking so long because we don't have enough people believing in it. Actually, walking in it, intentionally walking out and changing the world. That's why you know I. I don't know. I, okay, I talked about this with some people, and I don't really talk end times a whole bunch. But I've heard this for long. How many times have you heard year upon year? Yeah, it's still not here, because all the sons and daughters hasn't been revealed, and they're not walking in the authority and power that God gave them to walk in. So it's not here yet. All creation is waiting. So yeah, we, we, we might not agree with all my thoughts. That's okay. <laughs> we don't have to. We got to agree on one thing, who he is. So you can have your own personal opinion about those things. That's okay. If you want to come talk about them, we'll talk about them. But, but I just believe that. I believe we're waiting on that moment when everybody can walk around and go, "No, I'm a true son or daughter and I have, I have power and authority in this world. I'm ready to make some changes. I'm ready to see things change. I'm sick of people starving to death. I'm sick of people not having homes. I'm sick of, you know, illnesses and sicknesses and death and COVID and all this other stuff. So when is it going to get us enough where we can just stand up and say, I'm done with it? Change it. So what is waiting on, it's waiting on it. We're not going to see his kingdom come until we're walking around boldly believing that. So that's why it starts with us. We got to boldly believe it inside. What that means is that you got to believe it inside. You got to start walking it out, no matter how weird it looks. It's going to look different. I mean, the kingdom looks different. Read about it. <laughs> so if that doesn't scare you, and you've been reading that in the Bible all these years, then you shouldn't be scared about what you look like when you go around and tell people get up, <laughs> bump into somebody at Walmart in a wheelchair, and say, "Why don't you just get up and walk to your car?" But people go, "Ah, that guy's weird." No, maybe I just believe. I mean, and if that's all it takes, then what's stopping us other than the fact that, man, I'm just going to look weird if they don't stand up. (laughs) It might, but it might take them a while to stand up because they got to believe they can stand up too. (laughs) You can believe all you want, but they got to believe too. So don't stop that from you doing what you're told to do. Okay, I'm all over the place. I really want to jump into 1 Samuel today. Um, I've been in this, I'm going to read the Bible a lot. So if you brought your Bible, um, pull it out. (laughs) If you didn't, you're going to have some of this on the screen, but probably not all of it because I'm going to read some other stuff. Sorry about that, Amber. Love you. (sighs) It's just how it's working this morning. I don't know where I'm going. But as I look at it, I see that, that I want to talk about some other stuff too. So I think our worst enemy is unbelief. You guys can, can say whatever you want about your enemy and your worst enemy, but I think it's unbelief. Because if I truly believe, then nothing can come against it. So unbelief is what keeps us from doing things. Yeah. Unbelief stops you in your family and your businesses. And anything you do, it's unbelief. Yeah, but the enemy's attacking me today. No, it's because you're not believing, because he doesn't have it right. I'm not going to give him that. I believe that, that he can only take what I give him. He can try all he wants. He can try to affect all things around me, but he's not allowed to have the way I think, the way I talk. He's not allowed to if I give him that right. right. So I'm not going to do that. But unbelief will allow all that stuff to come in. That's why you see people that are on a spiritual high, and they're moving, they're doing great things, and all of a sudden you see them again, and they're, you're like, they, you don't even see them anymore. Like you don't come to church and you're stuck at the house, and everything you put on social media is negative. And what happened? Unbelief. Tell me, unbelief is our, our, our biggest enemy. So um, you can open your Bibles to 1 Samuel. We're gonna be in 1 Samuel. I'm, I'm gonna read from <laughs> chapter 13 all the way through halfway through chapter 14. So I like the Bible. I like to read the Bible. I did not bring up, well, I can probably make it through. If I start stumbling, just give me a second. I didn't bring my glasses up here because I thought I was going to read off my screen. No, I'm good. I'm good, baby. I'll just pull the Bible up or down wherever I need to have it. I'm going to pick it up in verse 13. I just, uh, I like this. It kind of gives the context of this, but I'm going to pick it up talking about Saul. Uh, if you remember, we talked about this several weeks ago. Saul uh, it became the first king. Right, they wanted a king. And they were told, "You don't need a king. You have prophets. They've been doing a wonderful job." But Israel wanted a king, so they they went to to, to Samuel. Samuel said, "Fine, I'll go talk to the Lord." And sure enough, they give him a king. So that's where I'm picking this up. So now they want to be like everybody else, right? They they had a good thing going, but man, everybody else had a king. Why can't we have a king? So there you go. So you're going to get your king. Uh, so I'm going to pick it up in verse uh, uh, in chapter 13. Verse 1, it says, Saul was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned for 42 years. Saul selected 3,000 special troops from the army of Israel and sent the rest of the men home. He took 2,000 of the chosen men with him to Michmash into the hill country of Bethel. The other 1,000 went with Saul's son, Jonathan, to, um, what is that? Gibba, it's Gibba, right? I've said it a million times. I'm gonna call it whatever I want to call it. You guys can read it in your Bible way you want to read it. In the land of Benjamin. So this is important. Just leave. Oh, oh, you got? How'd you get it up there? Come on, that's quick. Okay, good. I gave her enough time. So I like this. He selects three thousand special troops. These aren't normal guys. He had a whole army to choose from. He goes, I want three thousand special guys. Like these are people that, that, are, that are true warriors. And then he takes 2,000 and sends 1,000 with his son. Uh, and, and they're going to go out and, and and do their thing. So soon after this, Jonathan attacked and defeated the garrison of Philistines at Geba. Uh, the news spread quickly amongst the Philistines. So Saul blew the ram's horn throughout the land saying, Hebrews, hear this. Rise up and, and revolt all Israel here heard the news that Saul had destroyed the Philistine garrison in Geba and that the Philistines now hated the Israelites more than ever. So the entire Israelite army was summoned to join Saul in Gilgal, at Gilgal. So at the time, though, his entire army, from what I can understand from this, I really thought it was everybody, but it's still the 3,000 that he called. So he called his son back. Um, I was trying to read up more on that and find out if it was the whole army because that would be even worse. But I can really make my point with the 3,000. So the Philistines mustered a mighty army. So this is the Philistines coming at them. So they have 3,000. The Philistines mustered a mighty army of 3,000 chariots, 6,000 charioteers, and as many warriors as the grains of sand on the seashore. That's an army, y'all. That's a, that's a, that's a big army. They camped at Michmash, east of ben Haven, or Bethhaven, a man of Israel, or the men of Israel saw a tight spot they were in and because they were hard pressed by the enemy they tried to, to, they tried to hide in the caves thickets, rocks, holes and cisterns some of them crossed the Jordan River and escaped into the land of Gad